What's going on, Southeast Louisiana? It is play-by-play -play coming to you live here on KLEB. Casey Gisclair here. Got the studio ready to rock and roll. Got 90 minutes of sports talk coming your way. We've got a jam-packed show. It's almost the weekend, man. It's already Thursday. Feels like just yesterday we were in here. Oh, we're, LSU beats Auburn. The Saints lose to the Vikings. And it was already several days ago. This week is flying by, and then the next week is going to fly by because we got fall break and everything in between. So, goodness gracious, things are uh, moving briskly already October the 6th. It's going to be Halloween before you know it. Let's thank our sponsors for allowing us to be here. The Blue Boot Foundation, Vince RV, located in Highway 90 in Booty, Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. How about different building materials? Got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets feels like home. And Golden Motors, where price is priority. Proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. I am a Golden Motors uh, shopper myself. Purchased a vehicle for them actually one year ago yesterday. So kudos to them. Keep up the good work. Join us on Saturdays at 10 o'clock for the Sports Corner, presented by Terrebonne General Health System with Stan Gravois and myself for the latest in local high school, college, and professional sports from all your local sports experts, presented by Terrebonne General Health System, sponsored by State Bank and Trust Company. That's the Sports Corner every Saturday. Also a reminder, join us for high school varsity football coverage every Friday night. Pre-game at 6.30, kickoff at 7 o'clock this Friday. South Lafouche will be taking on Assumption out in Napoleonville. Our broadcast is sponsored by 3T Oil, Lady of the Sea General Hospital, State Bank and Trust Company, Advanced Eye Institute, State Farm Agent Ashley Varios, Danos, Golden Motors, Dufresne Building Materials, and Tanner McGee for Judge Court of Appeals. In addition, our broadcast is also sponsored by Thibodeau Regional Medical Center, Joe Septic Contractors, Terrebonne General Medical Center, Southland Dodge, Rouse's Markets, South Lafouche Bank, Rev, and then also Heather Hendricks, candidate for Lafouche Parish Judge Division A. One little soapbox that I'm going to get on, then I promise you we'll talk sports. Um, well, I don't talk politics on this show. You guys could listen to Ken if you want to hear political stuff. But seeing and hearing, you know, Tanner McGee for Judge Court of Appeals, Heather Hendricks for Lafouche Parish Judge Division A, it's just a reminder. Whenever it's election time, just go vote. I don't care who you vote for. Not here to tell you whether you should vote right or left. That's not me. Uh, but just go vote. Exercise your right. So anyway, let's dive into sports. I don't want to go too much into my soapbox about that. But let's dive into sports right now. Last night, who um, man, shout out to my Gazette team, bro. Uh, we were busy as hell last night. I was at Homa Junior High in Evergreen. I'll talk about that in just a second. Uh, Abby was at Thibodeau Junior Varsity and Freshman against Hanville. And then Riley Brantley, um, student contributor, was at the junior varsity freshman game between South Lafouche and Assumption. So our team was at three different ball games around the area. Um, <clears throat> let's talk some Terrebonne Middle School, right? Because we haven't really had the opportunity to talk about Terrebonne Middle School um, throughout the course of the season. I've seen all the Lafouche teams, but I hadn't had a chance to see the Terrebonne teams prior to, to last night. Um I tell you this, if I'm Tyler Lewis, 
the head football coach at Terrebonne High School. And I'm seeing the fact that I'm 3-2 and two in varsity right now. I've got a young team. I've got a great chance to get to 4-2 and two in varsity. And by the way, run down to today's show. We've got Jesse Turner with the Ellender Patriots at 11.45. And then we've got Butch Terrio with the Home of Christian Warriors at noon. We'll talk some LSU at 12.15. We'll talk some Thursday night football at 12.30. Then we'll get some betting picks at 12.45 from the Thursday night football game. Um, but if I'm Tyler Lewis, the head football coach at Terrebonne High School, and I'm watching Homa Junior High play last night because they played Evergreen, as I said a minute ago. This a big rivalry matchup. That's there. East Thibodeau versus West Thibodeau. That is their LCO versus Golden Meadow. I am smiling from ear to ear. Like, do you guys know that meme um, or that gif rather where, like, Google it. Search in your phone right now. Go to the gifts library and type the Grinch, okay? If you have it pulled up, the one of the first ones, it'll be a picture of the Grinch's face, and then when you click it, he'll be smiling, and then, like, as he smiles, his face gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And, like, he grows more and more evil-looking with each little frame that advances on the smile. That should be Tyler Lewis right now watching Homa Junior High play. I was watching Homa Junior High play Evergreen, and I was astonished by the speed and athleticism on the field. Homa Junior High has a plethora of playmakers who have the potential if they continue to develop to be big-time players. Homer Junior High can run and throw very proficiently. They've got big offense and defensive lines and kids that are aggressive and nasty and get a push forward. They won easily last night, 44-22. to And what I think is even more impressive by that is that I think Evergreen's really damn good too. Because a lot of the same things that I'm bragging about and boasting about for Homa Junior High, Evergreen has the same. Big kids, long kids, athletic kids. The difference in the game last night was a couple of interceptions and a couple of stalled out drives that Evergreen had that Homa Junior High just simply didn't have. The reason why I go and cover middle school athletics is multifold. It's multifaceted. A, no one else in the area is doing it. It's a hole in the market. B, you know, it's something to do early in the week. You know, Tuesday, Wednesday, a lot of organizations just aren't doing anything. They're just sitting and waiting for Friday nights. Well, hell, in our area, I guess they're just sitting and waiting for their next meeting or something because, like, they're not covering Friday nights either, but that's another argument for another day. Um, but it's an opportunity to have something to do in the middle of the week. Uh, see, the kids really appreciate it. I can't tell you how many times the kids – at LCO or Golden Meadow or Raceland or West Thibodeau or, you know, Sixth Ward or whoever, you know, come and find us and say, man, you know, thanks for putting me in the newspaper. I really appreciate it, whatever. And, you know, D, it's it's an opportunity to, like, make them feel good about themselves and, like, sh uh, shine a spotlight on what they're doing, and it allows them to keep pushing forward. I was actually talking with some of the Evergreen coaches last night, and, and one of the gentlemen said, you know, hey, bro, you're the only one that stands up for middle school sports. And... He was explaining, it was like, that makes these kids feel good about themselves. That makes these kids see that, hey, man, hard work pays off and it gets recognized and that feels good, and that makes them want more. When you taste and experience something that's good, you want more of it. And that's the reason why we do middle school is to let the young people know, like, hey, everything that you're doing right now is noteworthy. It, it's, it's awesome, and we want you to continue to do it in high school. We want you to continue doing it in high school. So – 
kudos to Homer Junior High. You get a win, you finish your undefeated season, and you beat a really good Evergreen team. But man, they're loaded too. Uh, been asked often by a lot of folks who saw that I was at the game who would win, you know, E.D. White and Homer Junior High, who would win, LCO and Homer Junior High. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. I think that LCO and E.D. White's size up front, they would be able to slow the game down. But over the course of a whole game, it would be hard to corral those, that level of size and speed. And look, Terrebonne High is getting some very proficient and very skilled players. And on the flip side to that, HL Bourgeois is getting some very proficient and very skilled players. The Bayou region right now is down football-wise. I think it's just a cycle. I don't think it's going to last long. Will we ever catch the river? Hey, probably not. Um, but it's certainly not going to be as bad as it is right now for much longer based on what I'm seeing at the younger level. So kudos to those teams for making that happen. Very quickly before we catch our first break, because I got Jesse Turner to go to. Volleyball scoreboard, volleyball results yesterday. Homa Christian defeats Ascension Catholic in straight sets. Congratulations to them for getting a win. Central Catholic beats Morgan City in straight sets yesterday, so a big win for the Eagles. Morgan City, oh, I just mentioned Morgan City and Central Catholic. My bad. Vanderbilt falls to Terrebonne in straight sets, so Terrebonne gets a big victory over the Crosstown rival. Assumption beats Hanville in straight sets yesterday. And then we also have one more result that's uh, actually not been reported. Thibodeau played Thomas Jefferson, but I don't have a score for that match. Uh, Destrehan took on Mount Cornwall and lost in straight sets. Mount Cornwall's ridiculous, so that's like a college volleyball team. They're one of the best teams in the state in any classification. So let's catch a break. I wanted to shout out those boys out in Terrebonne Parish for a great job. Also wanted to congratulate the South Lafouche freshman and junior varsity teams. They both get victories over Assumption. The junior varsity team got a 12-8 to last second win. My boy Terrence Petrie diving into the end zone, making something happen for his team. Tarpon's going to win there. It was a split out at Thibodeau. The Thibodeau freshman, I believe, won, but I believe the junior varsity fell. If I'm wrong on that, please, someone correct me, but I think it was a split out there. Let's catch a break. When we get back, Jesse Turner and the Islander Patriots, they've got a big, big one tomorrow against Terrebonne. We'll ask Jesse about that in the next segment of the show. It's play-by-play on KLEB. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. It's Ram Power Days at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups of their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa, here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. People just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too, through good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. You have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. 
Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne building materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 three and two stall restroom air conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at bizcom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. Terrebonne General Health System, where medical science meets the art of caring, is committed to providing the latest advances in medical technology with a gentle caring touch. This is evident in our high-tech, high-touch approach to healthcare. As a trusted healthcare resource, we deliver both life-saving, compassionate inpatient services and life-changing preventive care, while also providing wellness needs and outreach throughout the Bayou region. To learn about how Terrebonne General is providing innovative healthcare solutions, visit tghealthsystem.com. The Ellender Patriots have gotten hot in recent weeks. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. Casey Gisclair here. We go to the phone lines and we chat with their head football coach, Coach Jesse Turner, who's on the line. Coach, good morning, man. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, man. How are you guys this morning? We're doing just fine, bro. Your team has played really well in the last couple of weeks. You get a win over Morgan City, and then you get a victory over South Terrebonne, 26-9. Um Dude, we had you on after the bourgeois game, and you said, hey, man, like we got to start playing cleaner ball. Uh, you guys have been doing that. You win two in a row. Get a good feeling about yourself now. Yeah, we, we, we played some good football, man, but it's still room for improvement. That was the good thing about last last week's victory. We went and watched film, and there's still areas that we can get better. Um, of course, we're on a two-game two winning streak right now, but, you know, we got terrible on tomorrow, and, you know, that's a good football team, solid football team, so. We got to play better. We expect to continue winning, um, but it's still, you know, we never gave up. The guys kept working, um, you know, and we started focusing on the small details. Um, at, at the beginning of the season, you know, it was the execution and just beating ourselves, shooting ourselves in the foot. Uh, but we slowed the game down. We slowed practice down and uh, start focusing more on, you know, what what can we do to get better, focusing on our, on ourselves. And uh, we've been playing a, a cleaner brand of football. I've been chatting with Stan Gravois about this off the air last Saturday, and, and I asked him, I said, Stan, has Ellender ever beat South Terrebonne two times in a row? And he said, man, I, I don't think so. And then we think we carried it forward, and we said, has Ellender ever beaten South Terrebonne by multiple scores? And again, we don't know. And then the question was asked, has Ellender ever held South Terrebonne under 10 points? We don't know. Man, you guys are doing a lot of stuff that maybe never been done in the history of that rivalry. I know that's got to feel good. It does. The game, that game is always intense. You know, even though, uh, you know, a lot of those years we came on, we didn't, we wasn't, we wasn't winning those a lot of those games in the past. But uh, we always did for hard. The kids always was intense that week, and um, it just it feels good now that we're more competitive. 
Um, and, you know, and, and we're doing, you know, bigger things now. But, again, it's, it's, it's just bigger than beating South Terrebonne. Uh, we still got to look in the mirror and still clean up some things and continue to get better. We, we want to continue winning. Facing Terrebonne tomorrow night, that's another rivalry matchup in its own right. Um, you guys are facing a team that's also coming in hot. They've won a couple games in a row. Man, Tyler's been coming on and saying, bro, like, we've got such great size on our offense and defensive lines. You know, he's talking about how he likes his play at the line of scrimmage. What are some things that you guys are going to have to do to challenge them tomorrow night to try to come away with the win? Oh, we got to match their intensity. One thing I've I seen uh, on that defensive line, they play fast and they play <laughs> every play. They play intense every play, so we just got to match it. I do like, you know, what we the improvements that we made up front on both sides of the football, uh, but this week we will have a, a, you know, a pretty good test of, you know, if, if we can match up to those guys. Those are big guys, 5A football. Um, but I do like our chances. I do like our athletes versus their athletes. And, uh, you know, they see how, you see how it goes down, you know. But I, we will still try to continue to do what we've been doing, giving our, uh, our athletes the ball in space and just go out there and play football, keeping it simple and uh, playing playing fast as possible. I know it's going to be an intense game. This is another robbery. Um, you know, we share schools for so long, so it's going to be very, very intense. So we just got to make sure we uh, play with emotion but control our emotions at the same time. Uh, you know, just just play all play all brand of football, bro. When we talk about Eleanor football, a lot of folks first think of a lot of what you just said. You know, the athletes and the playmakers and getting guys in space and all. The, you know, Devontavian Martin and, and yourself and all the great former playmakers that have been in the history of the school. Man, this year you guys are playing some pretty good defense. You hold South Terrible down to nine. You know, you blasted Morgan City. Even the HL yeah. Bourgeois game, if not for you know a muff kick and some different things, you'd have held them down too. Defensively, you guys are really really good. Yeah, and, and and it's all about the work ethic, man. I'm telling you, every day at practice, even when we was 0-3, those guys on the defensive side, they're nasty, they're mean, and, you know, they got a point to prove, you know. So it's exciting to see them just grow and, and have the success that they have. And and also as senior-led, you know, we got a, a bunch of seniors on there on the defensive side of the ball that we count on that we can lean on. Uh, so, it's, it's, it's like I said, it's exciting to just see them have success. Um, no, we're gonna we're gonna see this week because Terrebonne got some athletes and uh, run the ball pretty well. Let's see if you know we could be start against them and continue you know the trend that we're doing, playing some good defensive football. Jesse, I was talking with BJ Young yesterday, and he's about ready to face Coach Will Broussard over at Assumption, the guy who was his former coordinator, and he was talking about the chess match of hey, when I'm calling a third down play, like Will over there probably has a good idea of what I'm gonna call because he's been on my sideline and whatever it may be. You're good friends with Tyler Lewis on tomorrow night. Yeah. Are there going to be situations where you're trying to think, A, you know, here's what we should do, but B, here's what I think Tyler's going to do? Like, it's a big old chess match, isn't it? It, it is, it is, but I, I'm going to be honest, man. I don't go that far. Uh, if, I, if I think too much, I'll, I normally make the wrong decision. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm going to try to keep it simple as possible. Just play us. Just do us, man. If we, if we got a tendency on third down and it's working for us, guess what? We're probably going to continue to do it until you stop it. Um, so, and that's the mindset and the mentality that we have moving forward, man. We we're not really concerned about, you know, what they know or what you know how they feel about anything, man. We just got to focus on ourselves, look ourselves in the mirror, hold everybody accountable, everybody do their job to the best of their ability, trust one another, and go out there and play some Patriot football, man. And and we've been doing that, and I just want us to continue to do it. Uh, the guys had a great week of practice this week, man, and I I can't wait till Friday. I wish Friday was today. That's how I feel today. Bro, you guys are sitting at number 39. you got to get up to 28 to make it to the playoffs. That's a long climb, but there's still a lot of football left to be played. But I guess the message got to be, 
hey, like it's got to start right now. I mean, you guys are at the midway point. There's no more waiting a couple of weeks. You guys got to start ha- making it happen right now. They're pretty much the rest of the way. A lot of these games are going to be somewhat like playoff games where you guys are going to have to have them. Most definitely. And, and, and I don't mention a lot of that to the players. You know, we just focus on the week. Um, but as coaches, we know this is a big game. You know, this is a 5A opponent. And uh, we know if we come out and we come out on top uh, tomorrow, we will have, a, you know, a great chance to, to get in that top 28 by the end of the season. Um, but, you know, at, at, at the end of the day, we still just got to focus on one game at a time. And, you know, if we fall out of the playoffs, we fall in, um, you know, we can't control that. All we can control is who we play that week and just giving our best and see how it falls at the end of the season. Played one half of the year, finished two and three, got the second half of the year that begins tomorrow night. What are some things you're hoping to see in the second half to let you know that you guys are continuing to get better? Just continue to grow. Continue to play with, with one another. Uh, continue to trust. Um, I've a lot of trust last week and just – well, I didn't enjoy the game of football, man. And I talk to my kids all the time. Uh, we are fortunate, man, just to go out and practice and, and play these games on the Friday night lights, man. A lot of people wish they could do it, man, but we were chosen. We are distinguished young men. And just I just want to see that excitement in their eyes. I told them last week, I challenged them. You know, after we win and we, we circle up and we sing the alma mater, and I told them just those moments of looking at you, you guys' faces is it's, it's priceless. You know what I'm saying? So, I just want to see that. I just want to see that excitement from our guys and going out there having fun, not beating ourselves, executing at a high level. And, uh, you know, and let's see how it rolls, man. But if we can do that uh, toward the second half of the season, I think we'll have much success. Yes, sir. I was at Evergreen and Homer Junior High last night, and I get that that's not, yeah. that's, that's not your feeder programs. But I'm going to ask yeah. you, did you get a chance to go out and see your feeder programs at any point this season? Because, man, I was t- talking like – Tyler's got a bunch of dudes coming up, bro. And then, you know, Sterling, they've got a bunch of dudes coming up. Are you excited about some of the prospects that your middle schoolers coming up? I am. I am. One thing that we got to realize when, uh, when when they play those games, those junior high games, I have two feeder schools who's eventually going to combine and come to Ellen. I know Oakland got a few kids going to South Terrebonne, but if you kind of combine the guys uh, from Grand Caillou Middle and the guys that we're going to get from Oakland, they'll, they'll be a pretty solid team. And I went and watched uh, Grand Canyon Oklahoma playing, and I'm just telling you, I've seen athletes all over the field. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely excited. They got a nice running back in Ricks at, at, at Grand Canyon Middle. Um, I love the way he plays the game. I can't wait for him. And they also got some nice size kids at Oklahoma and Grand Canyon. So we can keep those guys focused. You know, once they come to high school and, and, and get in the weight room and, and stay out of trouble and things like that, we, we can have a solid foundation going moving forward. Beautiful. Before we let you go, Jesse, what are some keys to victory? What are some things the Patriots have to do well to beat Terrebonne tomorrow? Can't beat ourselves. We got to take care of the football. We got to tackle. We got to block. Uh, fundamentals of football. If we do that, I think we'll be on top. Beautiful. Thanks so much for the time, buddy. No doubt. That is Coach Jesse Turner with DL and the Patriots doing a great job as always. They're starting to get that ship turned around, bro. They had some rough results. Remember Week One, they had like some lightning problems. They played Helen Cox super late. <clears throat> had some issues, some fumbling and some turnovers, and you know, kind of started slow. Gave that one a get, gave that one away. Country Day beat them. Then the Bourgeois game was a 50-50 game. I was there. Then you blast Morgan City. I don't like that the LHSA has put all the Morgan City losses as two nothing forfeits. I get they were forfeiting, but if they got their butts kicked, let's put the score up there. And I, I think Ellender won that one like fifty something to nothing. I'd rather see that than two to nothing. Uh, but. That's neither here nor there. That doesn't affect anything PowerPoint-wise. That's just a radio analyst being kind of a, a bonehead. But anyway, 
Uh, uh, Tomorrow, they've got Terrebonne on the road. That'll be a big matchup. If they could find ways to sustain offense against that powerful Terrebonne defense, they're going to be in it. And then likewise, they've got to figure out how to slow down the Terrebonne running game. Terrebonne runs it well. You know, the Johnson kid back there is solid. They got a big offensive line, solid quarterback. It's going to be a fun game. I think uh, Ellender's maybe a little bit of an underdog, but who knows? Who knows? There were a lot of folks that maybe would have said they were an underdog last Friday, and they put it on South Terrebonne. So that'll be one that we're going to be excited to break down on Saturday for the Sports Corner, and then tomorrow night after the lives presented by Grand Isle Shipyard, we'll be breaking it down as well. Let's catch a break when we get back. We're going to home of Christian School and having their coach, Coach Butch Terrio, on the line. The Warriors are another one of those teams starting to get hot, starting to play some good ball. They've won two out of three. They had a victory over St. John last Friday. Now they're heading into a matchup with South Plaquemine, and we'll chat about that in the next segment of the show. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. The music on the bayou, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. Hi, I'm Nichols head football coach Tim Rebo. Winning a football game starts with a great game plan, and so does fighting pests. Terminex will protect your home and business from termites, roaches, mice, and even mosquitoes. Call the local team, Dan and Billy Foster at Terminex of Homa. They will drop a winning game plan to tackle your pests. Terminex is a proud supporter of Nichols Athletics. Go Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. You know weather bug users when you see them. The umbrellas before the storm. The scarves before the blizzard. The flip-flops before the heat wave. The prepared few. Well, not so few. Over 10 million people use the WeatherBug app for hyper-local weather reports and real-time updates that prepare you for whatever happens next. With more free map layers than any other weather app, WeatherBug sees the unforeseen to protect you from the unpredictable. Download the WeatherBug app today for free. Made in America. 
A simple idea that means everything at Mueller Metal Roofs and Buildings. It means local branches dealing with friends and neighbors you trust. It means innovation leading the way with better solutions. It means caring about our products and even more about the people who use them. It means pride in a job well done. Mueller, made in America, made to last. It's Ram Power Days at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups of their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Has more than one royal family. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Jesclair here. We go to the phone lines one more time. We go to Homa Christian School and have their football coach, Coach Butch Terrio, on the line. Coach, good afternoon, man. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. Just enjoying my, my lunch right here in my office with my basketball coach, Coach Richard Jones. Hey, now, tell Coach Richard Jones this, this very specific message. Tell him that I said the Cowboys are going to beat the Eagles in a couple of weeks and that, and that the Cowboys are still going to win the NFC East. Let him know that. I definitely will. We kind of had that little conversation yesterday when I was talking to him. I said, you know, I think he really would have liked working with Coach Chuck. He says, I don't know Coach Chuck's a big cowboy. (laughs) Very good. Look, man, let's talk about your football team. You guys have won two out of three. Uh, You guys are rolling, playing some good ball. I know that, you know, you said at the beginning of the season you felt like you guys were close, but now, man, you guys are more than close. You're there, and you got a big win Friday, and now you got to try to carry that momentum forward. How's the week of practice been? Week of practice been going good. Uh, you know, I, I think we just like everybody. We're in that, that mid-season uh, mode. Uh, everybody's tired. You know that. Uh, we beat up, but we're fighting through it. You know, it, it, it makes those bumps and bruises go away a little quicker when, when you're winning. And uh, I think that's been helping us on the practice field. Uh, a lot more excitement, a lot more paying attention to our drills, knowing what our focus is, and that we could actually, you know, could, could feel the, where, the direction we want to go and win that district championship. You said something on Saturday, I believe it was, that caught my attention, and I actually folded over and made a little note to ask you about that to elaborate. You said, we're running the wing tee, and the wing tee gets better and better the more that you're running. And you said it gets better in the game that you're running and also throughout the course of the season. Elaborate on that a little bit, because it looks like you guys are are proving that right. It looks like you guys are playing good second-half football, but also are getting more rhythm with it throughout the course of the year. Heck, bro, scored 27 against Ascension Christian, 34 last week. You guys are getting better offensively. Well, I mean, like I said, like Coach Labato, it gets better as you go in the game and the better as the season goes on. Once you know all the plays and all, you know, you're really not running that many plays. You're running about four plays, all out of about different formations. But the setup of, of, of running a tackle trap to open up a jet sweep, to do all this, it's all that mind games that you play in that first and second quarters. And all of a sudden, that third and the fourth quarter, when everybody's tired, and the heads start going down. We have no idea where the ball is going, and that's when we just you, you just shoot up the field, and that's where our big plays are coming from. Butch, I don't know anything about South Plaquemine, but I know this just about the school, and just, they're like this every year. 
Those are going to be some tough kids. They're going to play hard. They're going to be very physical. Are those some of the things that you're seeing on tape with those guys, man? That's exactly what I'm seeing. They they are big. You know, they uh, it, it, it's not typically a school that we play. Uh, is to say that they are Riverside caliber. No, is it a team that we think we can stand up and beat? Yes, we do. Uh, you ask uh ten people, the ten of them will probably tell you that South Blackland would beat us. You know, but I, um, there is some things we saw that I think we could take advantage of, and, and we've been working on that. And I think if we could put doubt in their mind. Uh, and hang around and stay around, uh, I think we could actually pull it off. Butch, who are some of your top playmakers, man? Because, look, I'll be honest. You know, we shout out, you know, the Rodri kid at Thibodeau and Carson Ogeron down the bay and Johnson over at Terrebonne and, you know, Coleman over at Vanderbilt. We don't often hear as much about, of the names of your guys. Shout out some of those boys, man. I want to make sure they get some airtime. Well, you know, Coach, we go both ways. So, I mean, they're they good on both sides of the ball, but um, – you got our fullback, Michael Colley. He's a beast in the middle running the wing tee, just setting everything up along with our athletes on the side at our uh, wing backs with uh, Hayden Blanchard uh, and Joseph Landry that, uh, picking up these, these chunk yards when we got after Michael Colley is doing the, the five yards at a time and seven yards at a time, you know, and then all of a sudden, poof, there we go. And, and that's uh, where we get the ball to our athletes on the wings. And like you said, those are the same guys that's been helping us on the defensive side. I do like to mention that uh, guy on the defensive side uh, of uh, Brody Dufran, who stepped in probably around week two. Uh, he was a guy that was in the stands, loved what we were doing. He says, Coach, I want to be part of this. I see there's something magical about this season. And you mind if I come out? He just brought a whole new atmosphere of toughness to our defense, and it's really been contagious on that side. So we do have some playmakers. We like to say we're a whole total team, a unit. So we're not gonna gonna praise all these guys on an individual basis, but it's fun to throw their names out every now and then. Absolutely, my friend. Look, there's been a rule change within the LHSA that pertains to baseball and basketball, and I wanted to ask your thoughts on it. Uh, where the the four by ones are now gone, and now schools could pretty much do whatever it is that they, they they choose to do. I've heard coaches say different things. I've heard coaches say, "Hey, it's a good thing, you know, more practice time, more reps." I've heard other coaches say, "Man, you can maybe overdo it and burn some kids out." How does Homer Christian feel about that rule change? Well, we definitely love the rule change. You know, we don't have 40 coaches on, on, on deck, you know, so when we had to go to the four or one, we'd take our guys and we'd practice them 30 minutes to 45 minutes in four, four group rotations. And, you know, what we could do in 30 or 40 minutes would take us four hours. So uh, and the ability that we get to coach all our kids doing the same thing on a day-to-day basis on, a, on that situation gives us a truly a good opportunity. It helps us. I mean, you know, we're not talking a huge number of kids. You know, if you ask the coach if he could practice here around with his kids, he's going to tell you, yeah. You know, so I'm excited about it, especially with the baseball program, you know. So that helps us out. Yeah, no doubt. Looking at the power rating numbers, you guys are currently number 30 in Division Three. Do you look at that much right now, or is it a situation where, heck, let's just go play all the games, and wherever we are, we are, we can't control the number? Well, to be honest, Casey, that was the first time I heard where we at. Uh, and and the second thing, you know, uh, as an athletic director, I, I could tell you I can wear, look up where those rankings all, but I haven't looked at it all yet, and I really don't care. I, I get down to that last that last game, and they say, Coach, you got a game next week. I said, okay, we must have finished in the top wherever we had to finish. So that's what we, we got our goals that we got to set. You know, we want to win a district championship. We want to be better than last year. We want to put the program better than it was the years before. That's our main goal. You know, and if we get to the playoffs, then, hey, apparently we reach those goals and can do what we want to do, but that's not our main focus. Our main focus is, like you said, we want to – we will make fantastic callers. 
in the future. And I, there's no website you can go look at that, but that's the main goal we're trying to get. Last question before I let you go. Taking on South Plaque, you're, you're go, they're coming to you, so you're going to be at home again. What are some keys to victory? What are some things that the Warriors have to do well tomorrow? Well, I think you could just go back and, and and go back to all the conversations me and you had, and you just go back and press repeat. You know, it's ball control. It's keeping the ball on outside. You know, of uh, uh, keeping them away from them trying to score. Um, if we put the ball on the ground, we we gonna have trouble. But if we control the tempo and the pace, and like you said, if if there's a situation where we're around in that third or fourth quarter with a chance to win the game, I promise you, we're gonna do it. We we we're gonna pull ahead and go through because we've been fighting for that all year. Awesome, my friend. Well, look, man, we thank you so much for the time. Good luck, buddy. All right, man. Appreciate it. Yep. That is Coach Terrio with Homa Christian School doing a really, really good job. And he's right. They, they are a little bit of an underdog tomorrow, right? You know, even though South Plaquemine is just 1-3, and three, you go, look, they lost a 21-6 game to Bell Chase. Bell Chase is really good. If you're running with them, you're competing with them, you're in a good spot. Um, they lost by a point to MLK Charter last week. MLK Charter uh, is really damn good. They're 4-1 and one on the season. They beat a Franklin team that blasted Central Lafouche. Like, that's a good football team. So, yeah, they are a little bit of an underdog. But guess what? When you run the wing tee and you run it well, you could overcome maybe a, a gap in talent or, or you know, <laughs> you could slow down playmakers and explosive players on the other side. That's what that offense is designed for. It's designed to keep the ball away from the other team, control the clock, control the game, control the pace and play at your own speed. I wouldn't be surprised at all if tomorrow we're reading scoreboard updates and we're seeing, you know, Homer Christian 14, South Plaquemine 14, late in the third quarter, or, you know, 7-6, to six, or, you know, 21-17. to 17. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a very close and competitive game. Homer Christian's going to have to match the physicality of South Plaquemine, though. And I'm speaking... From a place of ignorance because I haven't seen South and play on film, but I've been there for a road game at South Plaquemine and I've seen that team historically play in years past. That's some mean, nasty kids over there, boy. Mean, nasty kids. They live out in the end of the world, out in Plaquemine's parish in the middle of nothing. Those kids are nasty. They're going to play both ways. They're going to attack you. They're going to hit hard. They're going to hit after the whistle, through the echo of the whistle. They're going to play old school football. And it's a little bit of a culture shock, right? Because I remember South Lafouge going to play at South Plaquemine. And we get, did the game on the radio. I was a sideline reporter at the time. Tarpons were a 4A, maybe even a 5A school at the time. And even for them, it was a little bit of a culture shock at first, and they started the game slow. Now they eventually ended up grabbing control and ended up dominating and ended up winning decisively. But it was a culture shock at first. Like, man, these guys are nuts. These guys play so hard that you know they're willing to do whatever throughout the course of this Friday night. So if Homer Christian can handle that level of physicality, I think they're going to be okay. And by the way, on just an aside note, I don't know if the Cowboys are actually going to win the the. NFC East. I'm a little bit nervous about that. I'm giving Richard Jones a hard time and I'm talking my noise just because I got a microphone and an audience. But man, Coach Jones, if you're listening, your Eagles are really damn good, bro. And they're starting to scare me a little bit as that offense is starting to move the football. And uh, oh boy, that's not a game that I'm looking forward to. 
It's play-by-play on KLEB. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to talk about the LSU game. Tigers got a big one on Saturday. Wish it were a little later in the day. I'll tell you why maybe that's not a bad thing. That's not. I'll tell you why maybe this Tennessee team isn't as good as some people are saying that they are. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. The music on the bayou, the rage and Cajun, 1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dofriendlumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. There are over 3,600 RV dealerships in North America, and just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Fence RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 Dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. Our goal at Fence RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Bents RV to experience a top 50 dealer or visit us at BentsRV.com. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Markets feels like home. Want to become a certified babysitter? Terrebonne General Health System is excited to offer super sitter classes. Participants will learn first aid and CPR along with safety, business, and basic child care skills. Classes are for ages 11 to 15 and will be held at Terrebonne General. Upon completion of the program, students will receive a two-year American Red Cross babysitter CPR first aid certification. Our summer sessions are about to kick off. For class schedules and prices or to register, call 985-850-6204 or visit tghealthsystem.com. Moving around and moving and shuffling. My laptop's about to die. Trying to find a plug-in. Trying to find a place where to reach the desk. My headphones aren't working. We're having a crazy day on this Thursday here in our Costa Broadcasting Studios, but we're making it work. Casey Justclare here. It's play-by-play. We've got another 40 or so minutes to spend with you all. Hope everybody's enjoying your day. Um, LSU's taking on Tennessee, 11 o'clock in Death Valley. Tennessee's coming off of a bye. And the Tigers are trying to um, get what would be their biggest, most profound win of the season. A couple of things that have come out of LSU camp this week is a little bit alarming to me. And I just hope that it's being approached properly. And frankly, it's kind of making me a little nervous. You see the reports out of LSU camp of a players-only meeting between Jaden Daniels and the LSU receivers. 
Um, I think that leadership goes a long way within a football team, and I think that part why LSU beat Auburn is because, frankly, they had better leadership and better coaching and everything than the Tigers did. But I think that you could also force leadership and it ends up being a negative or a thing that isn't as good as what it's intended to be. And I hope sincerely that this players-only meeting that that Jaden Daniels called with his receivers was done in a positive, productive way and not done as a means to appease some of the crying mouths who aren't being fed like primarily number seven. I ain't even saying the damn man's name anymore. That's the first thing that's a little worrisome, a little bit troubling, is that I, I, I hope this is being done for the right reasons. And they tell me that Joe Burrow did something similar when he was in Baton Rouge, and then right after that he soared and took off. So I hope this is being done for similar reasons with similar intentions. That's the first thing. The second thing is, and look, I'm a Brian Kelly guy, right? Man, I've said so much positive stuff here about him, and I think he's going to do a wonderful job. I'm not altogether thrilled, though, with some of the language that he has said this week in terms of how the Tigers are approaching their passing attack going forward. Kelly said that he hopes that Jaden Daniels will be more aggressive passing the football in the coming weeks. Uh, Daniels is 89 of 131, 68% completion, six touchdowns, zero interceptions. He's been good in every game this season except the last one against Auburn. BK, be careful. Because right now you got a quarterback who, even when he's not playing his best, is still protecting the ball, is still making the right reads, and is still, you know, had the worst, the drive is ending in a punt. And sometimes that's okay when you've got a really good defense. This whole, hey, let's be more aggressive thing has me a little nervous. Because what you don't want is a quarterback that's trying to press the ball down the field. What you don't want is a quarterback that's trying to force the action and make things happen. What you don't want is a quarterback who's going to start throwing interceptions. So, a little nervous. They're not crazy about that conversation point and that talking point that came out of LSU camp this past week. But I'll say this. This is a good matchup to try to get it right. This is a really good matchup to try to get it right because it's a Tennessee defense that's not any good. It's a Tennessee defense that you could score on It's a Tennessee defense that you could complete passes on. um, And it's a Tennessee defense that, frankly, is there for the taking. Right now, the Volunteers, and I'm trying to find them in the total defense rankings and can't because that's how far down on the list they are. I'm still scrolling. I'm still scrolling. Still scrolling. I'm still scrolling. They're 94th in total defense in the NCAA. They allow 5.25 yards per play 407 yards per game. LSU, by the way, is near the top in the country. Tennessee's 94th. LSU is 19th in the country, allowing 293 yards per game. It's a defense that you could you could make some stuff happen on. 
It's a defense that early in the possession, you could throw on first downs, you could have time to throw, you could do some things, you could have a lot of success. That'll be a big key to Saturday's game is can the LSU offense um, complete off, uh, complete some passes in the short passing game and sustain some passing offense against a Tennessee team that struggles to keep opponents, you know, get off, opponents off the field. That's the first thing. Now, another thing that I'm paying attention to is, do we really know? It's like I get the little number eight next to the school's name. I I get it. I see it. But are we are we really sure that Tennessee's an elite team? Like, are we positive of that? Because I'm not. I'm not. They won on the road in overtime against Pittsburgh. At the time, that looked like a great win. Pittsburgh was number 17. Pittsburgh was supposed to be the bee's knees and a team in the ACC that was going to challenge and contend and blah, 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 blah. Well, what we've learned since then is that Pittsburgh is awful. Pittsburgh is 3-2 and two in the ACC since losing to Tennessee. And by the way, they lost to or they beat West Virginia close in the opener, which should have been a little bit of a clue maybe of a sign of things to come. Because West Virginia's not any good either. They're 2-3. and three. They got blasted by Kansas. They're, they're losing to everybody. So we've learned since that, that matchup between Tennessee and Pittsburgh that the Pitt Panthers are not very good. So to go to overtime with them is not as good of a result as it looked earlier in the year. Pittsburgh has since beaten Western Michigan by 21. That's a eh result. They've beaten Rhode Island by 21. That's a eh, maybe, eh, eh, that's all right. Rhode Island's not even FBS, and you're struggling through that one. And then last week, they got beat by Georgia Tech, who's one of the worst Power 5 teams in the country. And oh yeah, that game was at home. Pittsburgh is not any good. That's not a team that you should be struggling with. That's the first context clue that we got here. The second context clue is that while Tennessee did beat Florida 38-33, to they gave up a whole lot of yards and a whole lot of points to a team who's more offensively challenged than LSU is. Florida gained 594 yards of offense in that game. Anthony Richardson had 400, let me get the right number, I don't want to tell you wrong, had 453 yards passing in that game. In every other game this season, Richardson had 168, 143, 112, and then 240 against Eastern Washington on Sunday. So he struggled against just about everybody else. He has four touchdowns and six interceptions for the season. But he dominated Tennessee's defense on the road. 453 yards passing, 62 yards rushing, four combined touchdowns. For a Florida offense, that's not any good. It's very one-dimensional offense. So again, context clues. You struggle through Pittsburgh, who's in eh, They're kind of whatever. You get by Florida, but you give up a whole boatload of yards to an offense that's not any good. I think there are going to be some matchups here and some things that LSU could take advantage of. Now, on the flip side, does Tennessee have some explosive talent on offense? Yeah, they do. They're going to be without their best receiver, but they still got Hooker at quarterback and Hyatt at receiver and Wright at running back. Like They've got some big play guys. But... 
Let's take it from the other approach. Has Tennessee faced a defense like LSU's at any point this season? Have they faced defensive backs like Jay Ward and you know all these other great guys that are going to be ripping and pulling and taking balls away and intercepting passes? Have they faced any defensive backs like that this year? The answer is a resounding no. So while on Saturday, I don't think that LSU is going to shut out Tennessee. Tennessee's going to get theirs. They're going to score. That's what they do. I think LSU is going to be more able to limit them than any other team that they've faced this year has been able to limit them. As you're talking about a defensive line that'll have your guys like your Ali Gay and your BJ Ojolari and, you know, Jacqueline Roy and, you know, your linebackers, your Baskervilles and your Mike Joneses and Harold Perkins and Greg Penn. And then in the secondary is where I really think it's going to be profound. Jay Ward, Major Burns, Greg Brooks, you know, Richardson, Gardner, Bernard Converse. You know, there, there are so much talent in the LSU secondary that Tennessee has not seen any type of dudes like that, quite frankly, without a, a better way to explain it. So I think the matchup is better than what a lot of people would suggest that it might be. Will LSU win the game? I don't know. But I don't think LSU's going to get blown out like a lot of people think may happen. If I told you today that Tennessee were facing Mississippi State in Starkville and Mississippi State won the game, would you be surprised? I think a lot of folks would probably say no, right? Mississippi State's pretty damn good. They just blasted Texas A&M. Well, LSU blasted Mississippi State. This is a Tigers team that when they play well is capable of beating some of the top teams. Now, they're not going to be consistent enough to do it throughout the course of the entire SEC schedule to get into like the college football playoff. But on any given Saturday, they're going to be capable of making it happen. And I just get the feeling that this Saturday might be one of those days. Tennessee's coming in with a big old lofty ranking and tons of expectations. In the back of their mind, they're kind of sort of low-key looking forward to next Saturday when they play Alabama be an opportunity to really plant their flag and show, hey, we're one of the best programs in the entire country. And I just get the feeling that that little bit of distraction and that little bit of step up in competition and facing an opponent that you've never faced before in terms of the level of talent, but else who's more talented than anybody they played, going on the road and that little bit of an extra rowdy environment, you struggle to play in Pittsburgh for God's sake, Death Valley's going to be a little bit of a different animal. I think LSU's in good position to get it done. I just got a hunch. I think LSU's going to be in good position to get it done. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we'll talk some Thursday night football. Maybe a little Saints. There's a big Thursday night football matchup tonight. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. Chatting some more sports until the bottom of the hour when we get to 1 o'clock. Or, say bottom of the hour. Until the top of the hour when we get to 1 o'clock. Here on 102.7. We'll be right back after this. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. 
Hi, I'm Nichols head football coach Tim Rebo. Winning a football game starts with a great game plan, and so does fighting pests. Terminex will protect your home and business from termites, roaches, mice, and even mosquitoes. Call the local team, Dan and Billy Foster, at Terminex of Homa. They will drop a winning game plan to tackle your pests. Terminex is a proud supporter of Nichols Athletics. Go, Go Colonels! People love their Mueller metal homes. This is what we dreamed about, and we didn't really have a plan for the interior or the finish out. We just wanted the structure up, and we're taking it from there. Looking at the sunrise in the morning, the sunset at night, just what we love. I use Mueller because they make a superior product. This is our home. This is our, our forever home. Enjoying every minute of it and seeing it all come together, and one of these days I'll get her done. Find out more at MuellerINC.com. When a child is diagnosed with cancer, the last thing parents should have to worry about is how to pay for it. This is a St. Jude moment. Calvin got diagnosed June 10th of 2018. He has rhabdomyosarcoma, sarcoma, a soft tissue cancer. One oncologist told us if it was my son, we'd go to St. Jude. And within 24 hours, we were on a plane headed here. It's hard to fathom what St. Jude has done for us. They've really given our family hope. For the donors out there, it's just amazing. I never thought we would be in this place. And it's people like you that help us and help St. Jude provide for a family like ours. St. Jude is like the gold at the end of a rainbow. And we are so grateful and thankful for everything. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. At Thibodeau Regional Wellness Center, we're improving the health and well-being of the region one person at a time. And this means more tea times, more play time, more time to do good, more fast time, and more once upon a time. Isn't it time you started living your best life? Change starts here at Thibodeau Regional Wellness Center. You know weather bug users when you see them. The umbrellas before the storm. The scarves before the blizzard. The flip-flops before the heat wave. The prepared few. Well, not so few. Over 10 million people use the WeatherBug app for hyper-local weather reports and real-time updates that prepare you for whatever happens next. With more free map layers than any other weather app, WeatherBug sees the unforeseen to protect you from the unpredictable. Download the WeatherBug app today for free. Tonight, if you have Amazon Prime Video, you'll be able to watch the Denver Broncos host the Indianapolis Colts. That will be a matchup of two NFL teams that are really struggling to start the year. The Broncos are 2-2, two and two, um, but boy, it feels like they're worse than that. <laughs> they won a 16-9 ugly game against the Texans. They beat the 49ers 11-10, lost to the Seahawks, lost to Las Vegas, got blasted by Las Vegas on Sunday. Now they're taking on a Colts team that hadn't been any better. The Colts open up the year with a tie against Houston. They get blasted by the Jaguars. Then they just go randomly beat the Chiefs, which is kind of weird. So you're thinking, oh, they've got it fixed. They're going to turn this thing around. Nope, they lose at home to Tennessee the very next week. So two teams that have been kind of inconsistent. 
kind of an enigma a little bit. Um, the Broncos are a three-point home favorite in the game over under 42. Here's one thing that I can't get over whenever I'm watching the Denver Broncos. And, you know, if this is me being unfair, I'm sorry. It's me being unfair. The New Orleans Saints were amongst several teams in the NFL that that pondered getting Russell Wilson in the trade market when he was available with the Seattle Seahawks. That was a mistake. What Denver that move that Denver made acquiring him was a mistake. The price that they paid was a mistake. The contract that they gave Russell Wilson was a mistake. Russell Wilson this season in four games. The numbers look okay on the surface. Four touchdowns, one interception, 980 yards. But he's not running the ball anymore at all. He's got 51 rushing yards in four games. That used to be a huge part of what Russell Wilson did. The completion percentage is down. 61% completions. He's a career 65% completions guy. The yards per attempt are down. 7.5 yards per attempt. 7.8 yards per attempt for his career. The QBR is way down. He's 21st in the NFL in QBR. Running quarterbacks are an enigma in that when they're running and they become this dual threat and they truly are a dual threat in every sense of the word, they're really hard to deal with. And Russell Wilson was one of those guys who was really hard to deal with for a long time in Seattle. But Russell Wilson is also not a big dude. He's 5'11", 215. He's not a big dude. And he's now 33, about to turn 34. And it looks like he said, now that he's gotten that big deal and he doesn't have anything to prove to anyone anymore, it looks like he said to himself mentally, to hell with it, I'm not getting hit anymore. To which we're seeing a Russell Wilson who is primarily in the pocket all game and is primarily trying to beat you with his arm. And yeah, he could do it sometimes, but he's just not as good at that as the old school, hey, I'm going to run and get first downs. And he's not as good at being that guy as the guy that he used to be. Denver paid a huge of $200 plus million, gave up multiple first round picks for a guy who's just average. He used to be well above average. He used to be one of the best in the league. Right now, he's not that. It's early. New coach, new system. Could it change? Yeah, it can. But I'm alarmed. If the passing numbers would just be the only thing that's down, I'd say, hey, no, man, maybe I'm overreacting. It's new receivers. He's got to learn. But he's not running at all. That has nothing to do with a new regime and new coaches. And that's instinct of knowing when to get out of the pocket and when to go and get a first down. He's not running at all. 51 yards in four games. Boy, that used to be like one game for that guy. He used to get 30, 40, 50 yards in one game. That's something to keep an eye on. And then the next thing, speaking of teams that I think made poor trades for quarterbacks, the Colts are out there running out Matt Ryan, who I long said when he was in Atlanta, thought that he was beyond done. And he showed very little. The whole thing with Matt Ryan in the offseason was, man, he just needs a change of scenery. He just needs to not be in Atlanta anymore. He needs a new, you know, a breath of fresh air. He needs things to be different. Matt Ryan doesn't have it anymore. And I could argue, going back to the prime of his career, outside of maybe a year or two 
I don't know that he ever had it at all. But this season in four games, he's got five touchdowns, five interceptions. Throwing for a whole lot of yards, but he's throwing the ball to the other team a lot too. 41.3 QBR. That's good for 23rd in the NFL. So, AK, that's bottom tier of the NFL. The thing with Matt Ryan that is frustrating is offensively, everything has to be perfect for him to succeed. Like, we talk about these quarterbacks around the league. Josh Allen, let's take Josh Allen and use him as an example because I think he's probably one of the better guys in the league right now. I think we could all agree there. If it's third and four and the Bills are in the shotgun and they snap it to Josh Allen and the left tackle just misses his block and there's a rush end coming at Josh Allen head on, he's going to find a way to get away or look to run, or just throw through that contact. Because that's the type of player that he is. He overcomes mistakes by other players and still is capable of making positive things happen. Matt Ryan is not that. If anything goes wrong during the course of the play, that play is over. He can't move. Can't move laterally side to side, certainly. He's not very good anymore at moving north and south in the pocket and sliding the pocket that way. And it's just a lot to ask an offensive line, especially in today's NFL where the pass rushers are so dominant, to just never mess up. So what happens is you'll have a Colts team, and this happens to them often. You'll have a Colts a Colts team that'll drive the ball, get some yards, move, and you know, make some things happen. But then all it takes is that one negative play. And then guess what? You're behind the sticks. And then guess what? Instead of scoring a touchdown, you're kicking a field goal. Or guess what? Instead of trying a field goal, you're taking a sack near midfield and you're punting it away. Or guess what? Instead of punting from midfield and flipping the field and getting good field position, you're getting sacked at the 35 and your punt's not as effective. Just those little yards that he loses between the edges. He lost 30 yards in sack yards last week. Those little yards that you lose in between the edges because your quarterback can't move and can't get out of his own way, they make all the difference in the world. The game against the Chiefs, he lost 45 yards in being sacked. 30 plus 45, that's 75 yards in two games that he gave up by being sacked. Let's go to the Jaguars game the week before that. 31 more yards. By having Matt Ryan as your quarterback, you're consenting to the fact that you're going to have six false start penalties a week. And I don't mean literally false start penalties. I mean just the 30 to 40 yards he's going to lose in sack yardage. It amounts to six false starts a game for your offense just by him being back there and not being able to move. That hamstrings you. That's a big detriment. And there may be people who are saying, oh, dude, that's not everybody. I mean, that's everybody, right? You know, everybody takes sacks. Everybody has negative plays. Okay, last week, Cooper Rush for the Cowboys got sacked one time for six yards. The week before that, against the New York football Giants, Cooper Rush got sacked zero times for zero yards. So in the last two weeks, Cooper Rush has given up six yards by his inability to get out of the pocket. Matt Ryan's given up 75. Which do you prefer? 
He can't move. He can't get out of his own shadow. And that hurts the Indianapolis offense in a big way. So tonight, we've got two quarterbacks who are in new situations. Neither one's playing particularly well. It's going to be an ugly football game and a defensive football game on a Thursday night where usually offenses are way ahead of the defenses. The Saints are hosting Seattle on Sunday in the Dome, 12 o'clock. New Orleans is a lofty favorite, a five-point favorite. Alvin Kamara will be back in the lineup. He will be available for the Saints. He's announced as such today that he'll be back after the rib injury. I think that'll add a lot to the offense. I think Andy Dalton will use him very well, and I think that that'll be something that'll be great for New Orleans. Let's talk about the other guy who's out injured. There are some reports right now going around on social media from a lot of Saints fans who are claiming to be in the know that Michael Thomas is going to be out for a long time with this turf toe injury. Thomas missed the last game. Hasn't practiced yet this week. It looks like he's going to miss the next game. And so on and so forth. we all seen this movie with Michael Thomas. We know how this is going to end. He's going to be out indefinitely. And he'll come back if the momentum swings around. And until then, he'll be out for a good long while. New Orleans really, really needs to have some honest discussions internally about this guy. Because, man, yeah, the idea of him is nice. The idea of having the old freak wide receiver who caught 149 passes in 2019 for 1,700 yards, then the year before that, 125 passes for 1,400 yards, that guy's a machine. That guy's a monster. In 2020, he played seven games and had zero touchdowns. Last year, he didn't play at all. This year, he played three games and is already hurt. And in the three games that he played, he was okay, but wasn't the Michael Thomas that we were used to and that he was just getting you know, five, six catches for 50, 60 yards a week. That's not what we're used to seeing. That guy's eating a lot of your salary cap. And let's just assume for a second, and I do think it's an assumption because I certainly have my doubts. Let's assume for a second that all, or for, for a, assume for a second rather, let's assume for a second that all the injuries and everything are actually legit. You got a receiver that this time next year is going to be 30 years old, making a ton of money, who at least on the surface appears to be a shade and a shadow and a shell of his former self. New Orleans probably should look to move him in the offseason. Wide receivers are hard to come by. We've seen a lot of wide receivers get traded and moved in recent years because of the money that they're now demanding. I think New Orleans, who's especially a team that's a little shy on picks, right? Maybe looking for some draft picks. They should probably look to move this guy in the offseason. Because a point was mentioned to me, and I think it's a valid one and I think it's a fair one, given how the last two years have gone. Sunday's game in London. Andy Dalton's playing. The Saints are struggling through the Vikings. They end up coming up short. I saw a whole lot of Jameis Winston on the sideline. I saw him rooting on Andy Dalton. I saw him cheering. 
I, when things went bad, I saw him, you know, kind of hanging his head. He genuinely was out there wanting his team to win. I didn't see Michael Thomas at all. And at some point, when the boy cries wolf all the time, I'm hurt, I'm hurt, I'm hurt, I'm hurt, I can't play, I can't play, I can't play. I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. And has only played 10 games in the last two seasons and three weeks. And in that time, only has 600 yards receiving in those 10 games that he's played. At some point, we have to wonder, is this you being washed up? Is this you being over the hill? Or is this you just not giving a damn about us anymore? It's becoming very predictable every fall. Oh, 13's hurt. Oh, 13 can't play. 13 has a lingering injury. Oh, 13's not healing up right. Oh, that ankle injury? Oh, it's worse. Oh, 13 didn't handle his rehab right. Oh, the team told 13 to get ankle surgery. He didn't. He did something else and didn't work. Now he's got to miss all of 2021. Some point it stops being a coincidence and a fluke. Some point it becomes a user error. And I'm about at the end of the road with this dude. Because it's frustrating having to talk about the same problems with the same guy over and over and over again. Saints are facing Seattle. You guys don't need me to tell you how big of a game that is. I did a whole segment on that. Go find it in the archives yesterday's show. You have to win. You drop to one and four and you lose in the dome to Seattle, you're done. Like you're you're done. But I do think New Orleans will win. But they've got bigger fish to fry right now than battling Seattle and being two and three and the NFC South Chase. I'm just not sure how stable that locker room is right now. And we'll see in the next month because you got some big tests coming up ahead. It's play by play on KLEB. When we get back, I'll get you some betting picks and we'll get out of here. It's been a good Thursday show, y'all. Hope everybody's enjoyed so far. One more commercial break, and we'll be headed for the roads, enjoying the rest of our day, just like I hope you guys are doing right now. We'll be right back after this. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. Ouch! Well, by wearing a small remote device called a Continuous Glucose Monitor, or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers. If you administer insulin three or more times per day, or use an insulin pump, call now and learn how a CGM can help you. Painless. No more pricking my finger. No finger pricks. Convenience. They delivered it free, and they took care of all the paperwork. You can reduce pain right away. Plus, it's accurate, easy to use, and helps you spend more time in range. And if you have insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now and get free shipping of your new CGM. Plus, we'll bill your insurance for you. 800 403 4623. 800 403 4623. That's 800 403 4623. Hoorah! I am Wilbur Lewis, a Vietnam veteran, with the help of some generous donors. I'm trying to get our local veterans together, along with their wives, for a Veterans Day dinner at the VFW Hall in La Rose on November the 12th at 6 30 p.m. If I have not contacted you yet and you are interested in attending the dinner, please text me your name and phone number and the branch of service, 985-637-3849, 637-3849. Hoorah, thank you. Your life is mobile, so is your bank. 
As a state bank and trust company account holder, you can check your balances, view transactions, transfer funds, and pay bills anywhere or anytime with state bank and trust companies' online banking or mobility app. Call or stop by any state bank and trust location for all the details. State bank and trust company, Cajun Banking, served just the way you like it. Member FDIC. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients, offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets with cages and certified safety slings for easy maneuvering, also holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7 in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. Visit Joe's Septic at viscom.net. Today's throwback thought is brought to you by Kentucky Fried Chicken. Let's take some callers. Tony from Houston. Any throwbacks for us? Yeah, hi. I remember when you could get a whole meal for just six bucks. But now... You still can! With KFC's two-piece drum and thigh combo. Crispy chicken, mashed potatoes, a biscuit, and a drink for just six bucks. Is this an ad? Thanks, Tony. Order KFC's two-piece drum and thigh combo on the KFC app for just $6. That's finger looking good. Price of participation may vary. Limited time offer tax extra. The MLB wild card round will begin tomorrow. Best of three series for four separate matchups, two in the NL, two in the AL. Can't wait. We'll preview some of those matchups specifically tomorrow. Uh, but I'll tell you the pitching matchups for each right now. Game one between the Guardians and the Rays, which will begin tomorrow at 11.07 Central Time. It'll be Shane Bieber throwing against Shane McClinahan for the Rays, so the Guardians will have Bieber. McClinahan for the Rays, that'll be a fun matchup there. Game one between the Phillies and the Cardinals will pit. Ooh, be a tough one for St. Louis. Zach Wheeler going on the mound in game one. The Cardinals actually haven't named their starter. Keeping a little mystery there. Um, could be Wayno, could be, you know, uh, Michaelis. They've got some different options. They have not yet named their starter for game one. That best of three series will be out in St. Louis. You got to win two out of three. To have a shot. Uh, game one between the Seattle Mariners and the Toronto Blue Jays. We've got some big dogs throwing in that one. Luis Castillo will be throwing for Seattle. And then we've got um, also Alec Manoa, who's throwing for the Toronto Blue Jays. I understand that we've got someone on the phone lines right now. So good afternoon. Bonjour. How are we doing today? What's going on, Case? Yeah, as far as Michael Thomas, you yeah. take him and say, look, this is what the deal is. No longer your doctor. We're going to take you to a doctor that we says. If he says you can play, you play. If you got a problem with that, you pack your rags and hit the road. I, Finish. I agree. I Look, man, we've been dealing with this for two and a half years now. You know, he didn't want to do the treatment the team had. Okay, that's cool. He ended up having to miss the whole season. Now he's got turf toe, and they're saying he's going to have to Dude, it, it's a mess. At some point, enough Ooh. is enough. That's tough too. That's nothing. Yeah. I run a, I run escalators and doses all week long. I got a, a herniated disc in my back that I work seven days a week, and you're going to cry because you got a little bobo on your toe? Come on, dude. Be a man. 
they're, you know? and they're over five years, my friend. They're paying them a hundred million dollars, twenty million dollars a year. Hey, like you said, the doctor said you gonna play, you gonna play. If you don't wanna play, back your right, and you only get half of what we get. What we promise you, that's all you're getting is half. Yeah, I. I back your right, and go. We don't need you. I you agree with that. Somebody, it might take us a year or two to get them as good as you were, but we're gonna find somebody to take your place. It's not a problem. There's a lot of youngsters that wanna play ball. I agree with that. Do you think the Saints are gonna win Sunday? Hell no. <laughs> I I, I hear you. I hear you, brother. Well, look, man, we're up against it. Thanks so much for the call, okay, partner? Yes, sir, Casey. Keep doing the good job, buddy. Thank you, man. It it's crazy. There there are a lot of fans who feel the same way as me. Look, it's not just me. It's ridiculous. You're paying this dude. He he got sixty something million dollars guaranteed. He's under a one hundred million dollar contract. And as the caller just said, oh, he's got a boo-boo on his toe. Now, I get it. Turf toe is kind of painful, right? A lot of folks who have had it say it's no joke. But come on now. We need you out there on the field, bro. It's it's, it's crazy talk. Um, As we were talking about Major League Baseball, you got Wheeler going against an undecided. You got Alec Manoa for the Blue Jays tomorrow against Luis Castillo for Seattle. That'll be great. The Padres and Mets, that'll be some good baseball. Max Scherzer throwing against you, Darvish. Now, I owe you guys some betting picks before we wrap up the show today. And I've got three for you. There's no MLB to pick, so i got three different props that I'll give you for the football game today. I like the Broncos to win today over the Colts, minus three. Denver at home is much better than Denver on the road. I think, obviously, the crowd noise and being comfortable and everything is one thing. I think the second thing, just the altitude, I think, bothers teams, especially early in the season. Teams are not in shape all the way yet. And being in altitude is going to be kind of a hindrance, especially being in altitude in a short week. I think that makes a big difference as well. Give, give me Denver minus three. Give me under 42 and a half because I think both defenses are going to control the game. And I think both defenses are going to have opportunities to force turnovers and everything of the sort. So I think Denver is going to cover the three. And I think it's going to go under 42 and a half. So give me Denver winning like, 21 to 10 kind of thing against Indianapolis tonight. And then likewise, I like over 230 passing yards for Matt Ryan. And I know you're saying, well, why are you picking Matt Ryan to go over, but picking Denver to win? Because I think Matt Ryan's going to get some cheap stats at the end of the game, quite frankly. Jonathan Taylor's not in the lineup for the Colts, so they're going to be more pass happy. I think Denver's going to get ahead, which means the Colts are going to be even more pass happy. And I think Matt Ryan's going to get some cheap ones at the end and pad his tally. So give me over 230 for him. We thank our sponsors one more time. The Blue Boot Foundation, Bent's RV, located on Highway 90 in Booty, Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Do friend building materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets feels like home. Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. We're going to put a pin in it right here. We thank Jesse Turner and Butch Terrio for the time, and thanks so much to you all for listening. Man, our audience has grown. I got to tell you, I got a note from someone today, a couple of notes from people today, uh, who saw that we were at the Homa Junior High and Evergreen game, and they were saying, man, you know, thanks so much for you know the radio work and for always being there, and I appreciate that so much. Our little web here that we built this show's now almost one year old, and I'll be honest, the first two or three months of the show, 
the download numbers and the people who were listening and everything, it wasn't that impressive, right? We were kind of just talking to ourselves. But it's starting to spread. More and more people are understanding that we're out there. Our numbers now are actually quite good. When I go to ball games, people are asking me about things that I talked about on the show, which leads me to believe they're listening. And we're building something here that's pretty cool. And we're just getting started. Tomorrow's show is going to have Chandler Guitro, so we're going to try to have Damian St. Pierre. We'll get our weekend predictions and everything of the sort. Thanks so much for listening. Have a wonderful rest of the day. God bless everybody. We'll be back tomorrow. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.